Well, you might be delighted to know that I'm not going to sing over my tune the way that I usually do. I'll let uh, the lovely, the Neville Mariner and the Academy of St. Martin in the Fields do it all by themselves. They don't need me at all, do they, really? How are you doing? It's Thursday night, it's eight o'clock. Another two hours of fantastic, wonderful, uplifting, jolly, happy classics. Well, it would be jolly, wouldn't it? Because it's called happy classics. And, um, don't know what your week's been like. I've been pretty busy. The weather's been a bit weird. One minute sunny, one minute chucking it down a rain. Who the heck knows what's going on? It's July, for heaven's sake. What's happening? June was better, wasn't it? But not, let's not worry about June. <laughs> let's worry about Aurora. Who's she? She's a sleeping beauty, isn't she?
Oh, Tchaikovsky, that always starts loud. And, well, we always start at this end of the show, lad, but that's, uh, that's a piece of music that generally starts pretty loud. And then also the big finish, the orchestra of the Royal Opera House, Covent Garden. Of course, it would be, wouldn't it? It's a ballet, <laughs> isn't it? So lovely. Who's the conductor? I'll tell you. It was Mark Irma. Irma, sorry. Sorry, Mark, got your name wrong. Mark Irma. So, um, I don't know how your week's been. Mine's been all right. Busy keeping the economy going <laughs> for what it's worth. I'm not going to get into that. Um, let's we talk about something nicer. <laughs> let's talk about something nice in the economy. We've already touched on the weather, so I don't know what we're going to talk about. After. I'll, I'll think of something. In the meantime, in the meantime, here's a great piece of music. Um, this is uh, Vorjak's uh, New World Symphony. Now, he went off to America, didn't he, um, to do this? And he was fated and dated when he was over there, beginning of the last century. And, and they loved this piece of music that he got. He got a huge standing ovation at the the debut, and I think it was New York. And um, and of course, it's very famous, isn't it, for uh, for the Hovis advert? Da, 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 da. You know the one I'm speaking about. But that's not the movement we're going to play this end of the show. Sometimes I'll play the that final movement in sort of the last half an hour because it's a bit quieter but this is the first half of the show which is always a bit lively so we're going to play the scherzo which is the third movement from the new world symphony by Vorjak.
big finish there by Vorschach. The London Symphony Orchestra there and just the Colin Davis. And that was the skirt so from the New World Symphony. Symphony number no. nine in E minor. <laughs> might as well give it the posh name, might we? Got a bit of Max Brook now. I don't play too much of him because I, I, I do keep saying this, that violin music is not my favourite and I play tons of it. <laughs> I much prefer a piano, but let's let's behave. It's all good, isn't it? So this, there's a quite a sad story behind this piece of music. Um, he wrote three violin concertos, did Max Brook, and we're going to play the third movement of the number one concerto in G minor now. Um, there hadn't been a major violin concerto for some years uh, by the time Brooks was sitting down to write this. And he was really a choral uh, composer. And he was full of self-doubt with this piece of music. And he was he, he basically chatted to anyone that he knew about that was, you know, big in the violin world, saying, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? I've done this, I've done that. He sent out the script and, you know, had people sort of make amendments to it and bloody, bloody, blow. And... Uh, all of that self-doubt was completely unnecessary because this was by far and away his most revered and famous piece. And it's quite sad because, um, again, because uh, maybe because he had such, you know, maybe a hard time trying to bring it to fruition and maybe because of the self-doubt, he didn't, he sold it for a one-off fee. And of course, didn't get any of the royalties when this became his most famous and well-loved piece. So it's a, it's a shame, really, because, uh, you know, always have the co- courage of your convictions. I used to, when I was at school a million years ago, and I did A-level French and Spanish, and I had this amazing Spanish teacher called Mr. Brooks, Norman Brooks. And, um, and he always used to say that language, and I think music is a language, you know, language is, um, it comes from inside. It's not an intellectual thing. It's it's a passionate thing. It's it's something that comes from the heart or from or from your gut. And he'd say, you know, if you were doing, you know, if you were sort of doing something like he said, just always go with your first thoughts. Your first thoughts are always your best. That's what he said. Your first thoughts are your best. If a, if a word comes into your head, that's probably the one. It's probably right. And I have applied that. Your first thoughts are your best things throughout my entire life, ever since Norman Brooks batted it into my head when I was fifteen, sixteen, because I had him from O level and uh, A level Spanish. And um, your first thoughts are your best should really just go that. So don't have the self-doubt. Just go have the conviction of, you know, your thoughts and your gut. Always go with your gut. And poor old Max, he he didn't. And uh, to his financial detriment, which is a shame, really. But to our to the benefit of us who who can enjoy his music, and particularly this particular violin concert, I think he hated it after a while because every time he heard or every time he heard of it, it would remind him of the fact that he hadn't capitalised on its uh, popularity because he just didn't see it coming. Never mind, Max. We we will enjoy it. And if we could give you the money now, we would. But tragically, like a lot of the old composers, no longer with us. But let's go with this anyway. The Philadelphia Orchestra under Yannick Nézé-Séguin is going to play um, this wonderful piece, this finale to uh, the Valentine Shirt number one. And Randall Gooseby is going to be the guy on the violin.
you can see why that's so popular, can't you? It's just a fantastic piece of music. And what a shame that uh, Max Brooks didn't make a killing from his talent with that piece of music. Never mind. Never mind. I often think, you know, when I hear about people winning the lottery or whatever, I don't, I never begrudge anybody winning anything. Because I just think, you know, if I was meant to have that money, I would have it. I, I, I got to, I, I chose to leave a job six months before uh, they made everybody in the company redundant. And I would have ended up with quite a nice chunk of money. But you know what? It never bothered me because people said to me, oh, but you wish you'd stayed on now. I thought, well, no, because if I was meant to have that money, I would have had it, wouldn't I? And there's a, there's a northern phrase that I often use, which is um, what's for you won't go by you. So what is for you, I'll say it in English, what is for you will not go by you. In other words, if, you, if you're meant to have it, you'll have it. So, and I, I do wonder about people who, you know, look on with envy at others and what they have, because, you know, just get your own stuff, <laughs> you know, and don't, don't begrudge anybody else what they've got. I just find that a bit of myself. But is that that guy? Who's that guy that's... Um, he had a he had a laptop, didn't he, with a load of Bitcoin on it, and he threw it out. And of course, this is before Bitcoin took off like a rocket. And he's worked out that this, this Bitcoin laptop is now worth millions. He hasn't got the the code to to, to break the blockchain to, to claim his money. And he will spend the rest of it. And he keeps trying to get the the council to dig up the the plot, the uh, the, the the landfill site where he believes this uh, laptop to be. And you can just imagine now he's going to have all sorts of relationships breaking down because his life is going to be, you know, focused on trying to get that laptop. Whereas if you just, I mean, I wouldn't like to walk away from several million, but you have to be philosophical about it, aren't you? Because if you were meant to have those several million, you would have had them. And I just think, you know, he's going to live a life of misery, isn't he? What was the name of that? Um, I'm getting all philosophical. I'll just get, I'll, I'll get out of my pulpit in a minute. Just hang on. Um, who was, what was the name of that? It was Bleak House, wasn't it? It was Bleak House, the Dickens, Jarndyce and Jarndyce, where everybody is chasing this money. And, and in the end, it ends up, you know, it claims the lives of people and especially one of the youngsters who believes the money is his. And, and, you know, people just lived in misery, apart from the lawyers who claimed all the money, of course. But I mean, if you focus on, on that, then it will just make your life in misery. You know, there's no way that that council is going to big up, dig up that, uh, landfill site. So unless you want to go and get your trowel out and do it yourself, you know, you've you got no chance, do you? So sometimes you just got to just write things down to experience, laugh and drive on, as one of my very best clients used to say. Laugh and drive on. He was very posh. Laugh and drive on, Denise. Laugh and drive on. So let's laugh and drive on now. I shall remove myself from my soapbox. I do get a bit philosophical, especially on a Thursday night. <laughs> Ignore me. You can ping me if you like and say, Denise, shut up and play some music. <laughs> or you can email me studio at sidvalleyradio.co.uk or go onto the, the, the app and ping in the box and let me know. But uh, either which way, um, I shall now stop philosophizing and uh, get on with the next piece of music, which is a bit of music from the telly. Now, this is a, this is quite a dramatic piece of music. And uh, it's the, the, the theme title to, to Game of Thrones by Ramin Javadi. Now, I never watched this series. My boys did because they were that they came out when they were sort of that age or late teens, early 20s. And uh, and they say, oh, it's not for you, mum, not for you. Too much violence and sex. <laughs> I'm thinking, OK, whatever. I don't do sex and violence, um, not on the telly. I don't mind a good crime thriller, but uh, I don't want to see people being beaten up and, you know, slashed to death or whatever they did on Game of Thrones. But the music's really good.
Oh, that's great music, isn't it? Ramin Javadi conducting, well, he composed and conducted a uh, studio orchestra for that uh, fantastic piece of telly music. I think I've got some more telly music later, have I? I've only got some music from the movies. Oh, I might have something from uh, gaming. Who knows? Well, just you'll have to wait and see, won't you? Hang on. Hang on. That's one of the shorter pieces I've got on the show tonight. I have got another short piece a bit later on, but they'll have to wait until uh, the last half an hour for that. And I've got a couple of long ones coming up as well. It gives me a chance to put my feet up and have a cup of tea. So what have I got now? Concerto for trumpet and orchestra. Mmm, go on then.
so if I were to say that was Mozart, you'd think, oh, yeah, she's, she's doing that, um, that Holy Trinity thing. <laughs> and, of course, uh, regular listeners will tell you that every week I play a piece from Mozart, Beethoven and Bach, and they are my Holy Trinity. But when I tell you that that was not Wolfgang, it was his dad. Leopold Mozart, the Concerto for Trumpet and Orchestra in D. And that was just great, wasn't it? So actually D major, rather than D minor, just in case you thought. Second movement, Jiri Hudek was playing the trumpet and the backing group was not the Vandellas, it was the Prague Radio Symphony Orchestra. I'll behave myself in a minute. No, won't. that's not a guarantee, as I never do. And the, the conductor is someone who I've never heard of, Wojtek Sperny. I'm sure he did a great job as well, because it sounds like a fantastic piece of music, isn't it? So I thought to myself, and I, sometimes I do the Bach thing, don't I? And I play, I play one of J.C. Bach's or J.C.E. Bach's rather than Dad's. But that was Leopold Mozart. But uh, today I'm going to do Father and Son back to back, <laughs> because I'm sure Leopold was ever so proud of his youngest, even though he was a, had a bit of an attitude, as I mentioned last week. And we're going to play Mozart's Symphony Number no. 40 in G minor. It's the first movement, you'll know this.
unmistakably Mozart. <laughs> of course. So Thomas Beecham there was conducting the London Philharmonic Orchestra. And we've got our other two members of our Holy Trinity in just a little while. In fact, they come uh, after this next piece, which is we're off to, we're off to Scandinavia. We're going to Sweden. <laughs> For the Midsummer Vigil by Alfin. Now, this is a 14 minute piece of music. Like I did mention, I was going to have a couple of longer pieces so that I could put my feet up and make a cup of tea and drink my chocolate biscuit or whatever. So, if you want to go up and put the kettle on, please do. But don't forget to take me with you because, you know, I'm in the kitchen, I'm on your phone, I'm on your laptop, I'm wherever you want me to be, really. Um, and if you've got one of those um, speakers, you can go, Alexa play Sid, Sid Valley Radio. I think sometimes you have to say Sidmouth Valley Radio. I don't know why that is. That's how I get it to work on mine anyway. But do have a go. Take me with you. And also, you haven't got to just take me to the kitchen to put the kettle on because me and the other presenters are downloaded to podcast every week by the boss, Bob, who I have to say, I've, I've managed to dodge a bullet. He's not here tonight, so I can completely misbehave. Um, but yeah, you can download us. Download all our podcasts and uh, put them on your phone. Uh, I used to say MP3 player, but that's very old fashioned, isn't it? We all have smartphone these days. Yes, David, even you, you know of whom I speak. And, um, and yeah, you can, you can take us with you wherever you like. So it doesn't matter what kind of music you like or what you like to listen to. There's going to be somebody on Sid Valley Radio doing it, whether it's, uh, April doing her big dance program on a Friday night or Anthony doing his um, jazz on a Wednesday or Gavin who does 15,000 shows a week. That's a slight exaggeration. It is only six. But uh, the hardest working member of the team other than the boss is Gavin and he does his cowboy show. He does his listener's choice. He does everything. So uh, go and have a look and get, uh, Gary does his stuff on a Saturday afternoon. Oh, there's all sorts. Check it out. Download us. Take us with you wherever you go. In the meantime, let's get back on with the, with the Swedish thing. And Midsummer Vigil, I know it's gone past June the 21st, but I'm sure you'll forgive me.
Well, there you have it. The RTE National Symphony Orchestra doing Alphen's Midsummer Vigil. So it doesn't say who the um, who the conductor is. So pick one. <laughs> Should we go with Nima Yavi because he's Scandinavian, isn't he? Well, we'll say that to him. He can have it. He can have it. That's the longest piece of music on our show this evening. Now, I did promise you two more pieces from our Holy Trinity back-to-back, and here they are. So Bach is first. Yes, Bach. Julie Fisher is going to uh, be joined by Andre Rupstov. She's playing the violin. He's playing the oboe. And the Academy of St. Martin Fields provide the, the strings in the background, the, the, the rest of the orchestra, for J.S. Box Concerto for Violin, Oboe and Strings in D. And I think which movement is this? Let me have a quick look. It's in D minor, bloody, bloody, blur. And it is, I think it's the second movement, could be wrong. No, it's the first. I lied. Here we go.
You really can't get any better than Bach, can you? Well, of course you can, but it depends on the day or the mood you're in, really. <laughs> so I've called myself a liar again. But yeah, it's 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 interesting, isn't it? I just think um, he, he is the the godfather of classical music, isn't he? And uh, oh, I just think he's amazing. It, I just well, I, it, I'm almost speechless, almost speechless. The wonderful Julia Fisher, who was on the violin, was actually conducting St Martin of Fields from the violin. She's just that clever. And now we've got our final member of our Holy Trinity, and this is Beethoven, of course. And we're going to have his pastoral symphony. Now, I've quite often played the first movement, but the second is also very, very good. So let's go for that one, shall we, just for a change. And, uh, yeah, sit back, feet up, a nice glass of something. Go on.
That's just beautiful, isn't it? The second movement of Beethoven's Pastoral Symphony there. Daniel Barenboim was conducting the Staatskapelle Berlin. But in Mendelssohn now, and every time I play this music, I'm thinking, I'm trying to get my head around it. <laughs> trying to get my head around the theme. It's called The War March of the Priests. I'm thinking, right, okay, should priests go to, off to war? That's the question. And then I'm, I'm reminded of uh, of a quote, and I, I'm, I'm blowed if I can remember who it was that first said it, but it is something that I hold, um, I think is, you know, I think it's a very good quote, and it is this. All it takes for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. So if those priests want to go off to war, let them.
Wow, the Moscow RTV Symphony Orchestra. I do wonder if that should have made that in the earlier part of the show. It was a bit loud, wasn't it, for this end of the show? <laughs> oh, dear, 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 dear. Vladimir Yesipov. Not heard of him either, but there's good old Vladimir was conducting. I might just move that one to maybe the first hour next time. <laughs> Let's quieten things down a bit, shall we? Let's do that. I love this piece of music. I have uh, I play it with boring regularity. Les Bouteilles du Diable. And it's Angèle Dubot and her, her lovely uh, group ensemble, La Pieta. And uh, it's from, um, it's quite an old album now, 22 years old, but the album's called Infernal Violins, which I'm presuming that's where you get the, the, the devil thing from. Anyway, the devil's beauties. I'm sure Angèle Dubot is one of them.
such a cute little piece of music, isn't it? I love it. Very good, very good, very good. I love a bit of Albanoni as well. Always well known for his uh, oboe concerto. So let's have one, shall we? Anthony Camden is going to delight us all. Thank you. 
Oh, a bit of Alban, only who doesn't love that? His concerto in B-flat major, that was the first movement, doesn't say who the orchestra was. So I'm going to say, shall we say, it was the English, English Baroque soloists, and shall we say that Anthony Camden directed them himself from the oboe, shall we say that? Yes, let's say that. Because if you can play the oboe that well, you can, you can, you can give the nod to a bunch of, uh, bunch of musicians behind you, can't you? For sure. <laughs> Which is very naughty of me to say that, but I'm sure it's the case. Now, I quite often play this particular piece of music towards the end of the show and, and I get Andrea Bocelli to sing it for us. And of course it is time to say goodbye, Conte Partiero. Um, but I'm not going to get him to sing tonight. I'll give him a rest. <laughs> Because I found a version from the inimitable Andre Rieu and the Johann Strauss Orchestra. I love Andre Rieu. And uh, I think if you were listening to the show in March and April, you would have heard me waxing lyrical about me and my mate Vera and a couple of other girls disappearing off to Birmingham to see him at the NEC. What a great night that was. Anyway, here he is now with that wonderful tune. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows it.
hope you were singing along to that. The fact that I didn't put the Andrea Bocelli version in gave you ample opportunity to fill the gap with your own version of the words, whatever they are. So, yeah, I love that piece of music. Well, who doesn't? And we're going to stay with Andre Rio now because you can't get too much of a good thing, can you? And we're going to play the theme from The Deer Hunter. I did say that we would have some more music from the movies. Here it is. And I might have another one as well in a minute. Um, don't go away. So this is the cavatina from The Deer Hunter and usually played on guitar. But I couldn't resist hearing this. And because, um, well, just because I saw it when I was looking at the Andre Rio thing a minute ago, I thought I'll stick that one on there as well, just because. I haven't listened to it, so it's going to be really interesting to see what it's like. So if it's rubbish, I'll turn it off. Hope you enjoy it. Hope I enjoy it.
Yeah, well, you can't fault that, can you? That's the first time I've heard that version. Um, it's just really quite lovely, isn't it, with the flute taking the, the main line there, the top line. How do you follow that? You follow it with Joe Hisashi. I think I've got plenty. I've got a couple, at least two, maybe even three, maybe four, actually. <laughs> quite a few. We, we, we play a lot of piano at this end of the show. That's what, I'm gonna, that's what I'm trying to get to. I'm counting the number of piano pieces I've got, and I think it's like the majority of us left on the show. <laughs> Sorry about that. I've got a choral piece in a minute. Uh, but this is a great piece of music. Joe Hisashi, who Japanese uh, composer of music for anime films and gaming. And this one's called Birthday, which is, I've played it before. It's actually really lovely. I don't know anyone whose birthday it is today. But if it is your birthday today or over the coming week, then this one is for you. Thank you. 
it's such a sweet little piece of music that and it's called birthday and as i say if that if it's your birthday around now then i hope you're having a lovely day eat lots of cake bit of schubert now this is one i've only ever played i think i've played it once before it's um it is a piano piece but there has been rearranged for cello and piano Colitonet and uh, Francois Salk and Claire Marie Legay are going to play it for us. so beautiful isn't it Schubert he did write a lot of music and uh, sadly didn't get didn't get the acclaim in his lifetime that he should have had but I think it was his brother that um, 
showed Mendelssohn all this wonderful work that Schubert had written. And Mendelssohn took it away and published the lot and we all got to hear it. It's great, isn't it? Now, I did promise you another piece of music from the movies and it's another piano piece of music, I'm afraid. Well, don't be afraid, it's great, isn't it? And I love this piece of music. It's only a little, it's only a couple of minutes. And it's the main titles by Rachel Portman for The Cider House Rules. And David Snell and John Lenehan are going to play it and you're going to really enjoy it. Well, I am. That's just beautiful. I wish it was a bit longer, but only two minutes. <laughs> Maybe she'll play it twice. The wonderful Rachel Portman there. And doesn't say who the orchestra was, so I'll let you pick your own. Um, another piece of piano music from a Japanese composer. And uh, I'm sneaking this one under the wire because the boss isn't here. And for those who that listen regularly, you know I've got this thing about Christmas. <laughs> so you probably know where this one's going. Brilliant piece of uh, piano music by Ryuchi Sakamoto. And it was, did you ever see the film Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence? Did you ever see it? David Bowie. The strangest film. There was only one sentence in the entire film and it came at the end and it was Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. And, uh, oh, it's the weirdest film. I went to see it with, uh, on a date. It was probably one of the, one of the longest nights of my life. Anyway, <laughs> a night of my life I'll never get back, as they say. But anyway, it's a great piece of music regardless. And nothing to do with Christmas, really. But let's play it anyway. 